Welcome, and thank you for stopping by Biker Church, Wiley, Texas. Let's go on in and see what J.R. Franklin has to teach us today. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see everybody this morning. She heard her. I heard her. Called me an old man. That's better than calling me what she usually does. <laughs> Preacher, it's good to have you here this morning. About time you finally get here. I've only been trying to get you here for what? Three years? <laughs> it's been a minute, but that's all right. It's good to have you here. Glad to have all of you this morning. We are Well, it's hard to believe that you could do 120 on that Indian. <laughs> oh. So, come on, let's get real, okay? You might have been doing 60 with a tailwind. I love you guys. Love you guys. I'd like to see more of y'all's group here sometime when you get time. Good. We'd love to have y'all. But this morning... Gail said Christmas was over. Christmas isn't over yet. Christmas is a Christmas is a lifetime. But uh, we're going to talk a little bit this morning about some things and get going in here in a minute. But uh, Barbara gets on to me when I don't do this first, so let me get the prayer out of the way. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this time in the morning that we come together to worship you. We thank you for your gift this season. We thank you for many blessings that you've given us this and we thank you for the healing that's taking place across our church. Father, we pray that you continue to heal, continue to bless, continue to bring people back into your house. Just watch over us all as we go through another bout, another series of this COVID stuff down here on earth. We're still claiming that you're in control and that you have it under your hands and that all healing can be done in your name. Father, just continue to work through us and continue to let us grow. Continue to bless us as we come and go. Bless the reading of your word this morning. Be with us as the service goes through. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I'm not much of a theme preacher. I don't usually preach on themes or over the years, some of y'all that's been here a long time usually knows that Easter and Christmas and all these different holidays, I'm not big at preaching on those those days about things of the Bible of that. But I was laying there last night, and I was thinking about today's message. And God said to me, just, we need to talk about Jesus' birth. You know, and it kind of just stuck with me. And a lot of times we, we look at Christmas, and we look at the time of the year, and we get wrapped up in the, we get wrapped up in all the politics of Christmas. Y'all know what I mean with the politics of Christmas? Who are you supposed to be with? Where are you supposed to go? Who are you supposed to see? You know, I think back on Christmas night, the very first Christmas. Where was Mary and Joseph? Where were, where they, were they at? at? Y'all really know? They were traveling. They were going to pay their taxes. Isn't that weird? We don't even think about taxes and stuff like that during Christmas, do we? 
<laughs> okay, y'all didn't have to bring that up. But they were actually going to do the Passover and pay their taxes. Who was with them? Was their family with them? Do they have a big Christmas tree and a big lights all over your house and hire some guy to come out in the truck with a ladder and decorate the manger for them? What did they have? They had each other. They basically had nothing prepared for Christ's birth. I mean, I'm pretty sure Mary was getting all over Joseph about bad programming and bad planning for trips. I mean, he didn't even have a room reserved for him when they got there. Think about that for a minute. How lush are we in 2021? We got to have the turkey just right. We got to have the dressing just right. We got to have the stuffing just right. We got to have a tree full of presents, a house lit up, and people everywhere to celebrate one of the greatest days in the world's history. I mean, how much greater could it be to celebrate the birth of Christ? How important is that to us? I'm scared to even ask how many people even thought about what I just talked about. How many actually know what the true meaning of Christmas is? How do we handle that true meaning of Christmas? What do we do with it? I can tell you what I think goes on. I think everybody gets so wrapped up in the preparation for Christmas, they get so wrapped up in the amount of presents under the tree, and what am I going to get, and what am I going to give somebody, and I can't speak for all y'all, but sometimes I feel guilty about the things I give to people because I feel like it's insignificant or not enough. Or did I spend enough money on them to make them realize how much I love them? What did God spend on us? What did he actually spend on us as far as monetary stuff? Nothing. But he gave the greatest gift of all. He gave himself. And how many of us are willing to say that on Christmas we give 100% of ourselves to the people we love? Questionable, isn't it? How much time do we spend saying, thank you, God, for the love of Christ? that came into this world, not only to save us, I mean, that's a big thing, right? Saving us is a big thing, but what else has Christ done for us? Think about that for a minute. Without Christ coming, would we even know the definition of true love? Could we ever feel true love? for one another. I've talked about this a lot of times when I counsel marriage people, people getting married. 
I say the first thing you need to do is make sure that God is in the middle of your love affair. Because you can't love each other if you can't love God. If you don't know how to love God, how can you love anything else? That's kind of a stiff question, isn't it? But who is the author of love? Who created love? And why did he give Christ to be for us, to be here? Because he loved us so much that he didn't want us to perish but have everlasting life. Are you, are you sure that you understand what Christmas is all about? Is Christmas about presents, gifts, tinsel, trees, lights? What about all these cool Christmas songs that we have out there now? Is that what it's really all about? Or is it about the fact that God loved us so much that through the sin of Adam, we were separated from God to a point that we were bound for hell? There was no redemption in the world. If God hadn't sent Christ to the earth to die for us, could we have a Christmas season? Our the better question is, would we even be here now? That's a good question, isn't it? What would have happened if Christ hadn't sent Christ to the earth when he did? Where would we be today? We'd probably be extinct. We probably wouldn't even be here. People don't put enough emphasis on in my opinion, I don't think we put enough emphasis on who God is. I don't think we put enough emphasis on what God did for us. Oh, there's, there's a handful, a remnant of people around that truly understand what God did and how much it means. But when you consider how many people are truly saved Christians versus how many people aren't truly saved Christians, the ratio is not that great. And that's sad, isn't it? Breaks my heart. I don't know about y'all, but it makes me feel like I'm kind of inadequate. I don't do my job right, or maybe it's just I don't do it well enough. Those times come in all of our lives that do ministry. Come on, be real with yourself. You wonder if you're doing a good enough job, if this is what you need, if this is where you stand and how you believe, why can't you teach other people to believe that? And it gets disheartening to be a Christian. But I'm going to give you some encouragement this morning. Mary was approached by an angel. This is what he said. Y'all ready? Mary asked the angel, but how can I have a baby? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the baby born to you will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her own age. People used to say she was barren. But she already is in her sixth month, for nothing 
is impossible with God. Mary, Mary Spunk, I am the Lord's servant. I am willing to accept whatever he wants. May everything you have said come true. And then the angel left. How would you like to be in her place? How would you like to be sitting in your house and the angel of the Lord appear to you and tell you something like that? You know what she had to face the next day? She had a lot of ridicule to face. She had a lot of persecution to face. And she had a lot of explaining to do. But then, if you read a little bit further in there, the angel that talked to Mary goes and talks to Joseph. Says, Joseph, don't be upset. She's been true. She's done what she's supposed to do, but the Lord has come upon her. And y'all will be the mother and father of Christ. Now, let's flip that coin over. How much explaining did he have to do? I mean, these people did not know nothing about Jesus. They had no idea that this was taking place. And here's the woman that he's betrothed to, living in a different house, and now she's pregnant. That's some explaining back in those days. It ain't accepted like it is today where you put the child first and then the marriage and all that stuff. It wasn't that day, way that day. They had some explaining to do. How do you think they explained it? How do you think they explained it to people? The same way we're supposed to explain our faith in God to people today. The angel came, and this is what happened, and God's in charge. I can't tell you how many times the last week I've heard, what is God doing? Why is God allowing all these people to be sick? Why is God allowing all this to happen? Why is God not showing a better hand? Can I tell you something? Wake up, he's showing you the best hand he can. Because everybody that's sick and everybody that's going through troubles and everybody that's suffering a little bit, what did Jesus tell us was going to happen? He said, I have suffered, and you will suffer more. And why do we have to go through suffering? Do you all remember James? James 1? It says that we are going to go through trials and tribulations, and we're going to go through this stuff. And why do we have to go through it? To bring us closer to God. How much closer do you all need to get? How much closer do you need to get to God for you to understand what's going on today? You better be in a sealed, tight, airproof, vacuum-packed relationship with God. You know how close that bag gets? Have y'all seen air-packed bags? I got some filet mignon the other day from Swanson. I like to never got the stupid thing out of the package. I couldn't figure out how to get the knife underneath the plastic. Every time I tried to go, it was so tight I couldn't get it off. Every time the devil sticks at us with his fork, how tight should we be with God? 
We should be so tight that he gets mad and throws it across the room. I would love for the devil to throw me across the room and forget about me. That would be a blessing. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. Y'all may not realize this. Little Wiley Biker Church here is making an impact around the world. We're changing people's lives around the world. Do you know what the devil's doing about that? He is threatened beyond recognition. He does not want us to succeed. He doesn't even want these videos going out. I can't tell you how many times Andy calls me up and says, he's done it again. He messed with the audio. He messed with the visual. And then if we get our end done right, then Chuck gets a hold of it down there where he's at. And he's like, I just don't understand why this stuff keeps going. My computers go down. This goes God does not want us doing what he calls us. Uh, let me rephrase that. The devil does not want us doing what God has called us to do. And the more we try, the harder he works against us. What happened the night of Jesus' birth? How hard did Satan work to keep that from being done? Y'all know the story of Jesus' birth, right? So I can kind of short phrase it a little bit for you. There was three kings from the east coming through to go visit Jesus. And what did the king want them to do? He wanted to know where Jesus was, where he could do what? Did he want to go hug him and kiss him and tell him how much he loved him? No. The devil wanted him taken out. And he did it through the king. But God had a plan. God had a plan. It took them fellers a while to get there. And when they got there, he was gone. And a lot of people don't know that part of the story. If you read the whole story, you'll find out we celebrated that they came that night and they were kneeling at the, the manger, but that's not the way it happened. It took them a long time to get to where Jesus was. And then when they got there, what happened? They had an encounter with Christ, and they fell in love with him. And they moved on a different direction and went back home a different way. Why did they do that? To avoid talking to the king. Today, 2021, Christmas, day after Christmas, should be a day that we're spreading more word about God than we've ever spread in our whole lives. Christmas is not over just because the holiday is. Christmas has been going on for about 2,000 years now, a little over 2,000 years. Some, some of you scholarly people probably know the exact time of the, in the years. I don't. But I'm going to tell you something. My Jesus is still alive today. Oh, he went through a little trouble. We'll talk about that at Easter. But he went through a little trouble, a little trial and tribulation. But why did he go through the trouble and the trial and the tribulation? For us. Huh? For love. For caring. Where we had a chance to redeem ourselves back to God through believing in him. 
That's an amazing story, isn't it? Not a lot of scripture there, but there's a lot of story in that little bit of scripture. Because if you read that whole first part of Luke, first chapter of Luke, you find out there was a lot of things happened during that, during that time. An old woman had a baby that wasn't supposed to happen. Mary went to visit Mary. Mary went to visit, visit Elizabeth. And when she walked in the room, what did John do? He started leaping inside of her belly. There's a woman that ain't supposed to be able to carry a baby, and now the baby's in there acting a fool. And what happened after that? John became the forerunner for Christ. He went around and told the whole country that the Messiah was here. And they're all looking at him like, this dude wearing a camel skin skirt, eating locusts and living out there in the woods, smelling like I don't know what, is telling us the king is coming? Y'all think your preacher looks bad? You should have saw that one. At least I don't have camel hair pants on yet. If I had some, I'd probably wear them, but no, I wouldn't. <laughs> huh? Nothing. But you know what, guys? We can joke and we can kid and we can play. Being a Christian is fun. Knowing who Jesus is is a blast. And knowing that no matter what devil throws at us, this is the cool part of the whole story. And it goes back to the part of Easter. Even though he's throwing everything he's got at us, he's already lost the war. He's already lost. He's just too dumb to know it. But you know what makes him even smarter than that? is we're too dumb to realize that Christ is the only answer. We need to wake up and realize, oh, elect a new president. We'll get a better president next time. Get a better Congress. We'll have a better government next time. Why don't we do something simpler than that? Why don't we just get a relationship with our God, our Lord Jesus Christ, and let him deal with this stuff? Am I right? The Bible says for us to humble ourselves and turn from our evil ways and cry out, and I will hear you in heaven and answer your prayers and heal your land. He gave us the formula. He gave us what we need to do, but we keep trying to do it the hard way, don't we? You know, I like looking at the world out there and saying, why don't y'all get this? He put it in black and white, red and white even sometimes. I mean, it's, it's there what to do, but we also are going, why? I think a lot of it is they've read it. Oh, they understand it. But then they look at what's going on around them through people like us. And they see the things we're going through. And they see us going through the same trials and tribulations they are. And they're saying, well, what good does it do to believe in God? 
Because how do we handle, 90% of the time, how do we handle those trials and tribulations? What do we do with them? We get all down in the mouth. And I'm so sad. I'm not going to make it through this. Instead of standing up and saying, devil, get out of my house. Devil, get out of my church. Devil, get out of my city. I belong to Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior, and you have no authority in my life. Be gone with you. Because we're afraid to stand up because somebody might think, look at that holy rolling idiot. We're afraid to serve God the way God wants to be served. Oh, I'm not going to get into all this fear mongling and fear spreading and everything the government wants to do. But if you listen to the United States government right now, we're the weakest, toughest, non-functionist country in the world. But everybody else in the world keeps looking at us to see what we're going to do. And what are we doing? Nothing. We're not standing on the morals that we have. We're not standing on the principles that we have. We're not even standing on the God that came into our country to help us form it. Wake up, America, as Paul Harvey used to say. It's time to get up off our duffel bags. We don't need M16s and AK-47s. We don't need all these fancy weapons. You know what we need? We need God. Let him fight our battles for us. Oh, we had a long discussion about vaccines and all that this morning already. We already had that conversation this morning. The shot you need to get you through this world is a shot of the Holy Spirit that comes from acceptance of Jesus Christ. You get a shot of Holy Spirit, I guarantee you'll feel better. You get a shot of Holy Spirit, you might even get up and jump and shout and scream and yell and run around the room. Everybody, they ain't going to tell us what you might do. But I can tell you this. You sit here and ignore God, I can tell you what you're going to get. Sadness, brokenness, sorrow, and constant woe. Because, see, if Mary had refused... Where would we be today? If Joseph hadn't accepted it, where would we be today? If God hadn't loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that none should perish, where would we be today? So where are we today when Christian people won't do what God asks? Not much better off, are we? Oh, there's going to be a few of us that make the trip but I don't think God's going to be standing at the gate saying, well done, my good and faithful child, if we ain't done what he called us to do. Are you willing to stand today before God and let him judge what you've done in your life for him? Because that is coming. It is coming, folks. The Bible tells me that no one knows the hour or the time. Not even Jesus Christ himself knows when Daddy's sending him back. But he knows this. He took him home to prepare us a place. 
I don't know if the place is ready yet or not. I know how God works. He's pretty quick. I mean, he can build the whole universe, the earth, the trees, the smoke, the birds, the animals, and everything in seven days. Six days rested on the seventh. In seven days, he had all the work completed. So how long did it take him to get our place in heaven ready? <laughs> how long was a day? That's a good question, too. But, you know, my thing on this is Jesus may not come back tomorrow. Jesus may not come back for another thousand years. But how long are you going to be here? How long is he going to allow breath in your body? How long is he going to allow you to continue living the way you're living? You need to think about that for a minute. The average age of American people are dropping every year. They're moving the retirement age up and the death age down. Y'all been watching that too? We're not guaranteed a long life, are we? But we are guaranteed forever if we accept Jesus Christ. That's a long time, folks. I'm ready. Are you? You know if you take your last breath this morning that your next breath will be in heaven. And do you know that if you don't accept Christ, your next breath will be in hell? I don't like it that way. I wouldn't have written it that way, but I'm not God. All I am is a messenger. And my message to you today is Christmas needs to be every day. We need to be giving that great gift to people every day of our lives. And that's through spreading the word of God. Teaching people about Jesus. If you wear a, a ministry patch, or if you don't wear a ministry patch, if you've got God in your heart, your number one focus should be spreading the word of God. Should be your number one focus. Nothing else really matters, does it? My favorite book in the Bible. Y'all know what it is, right? Ecclesiastes starts out, nothing on this earth has any meaning whatsoever except God. My favorite book in the whole book. It opened my eyes up to some stuff. I used to value stuff. I mean, I really did. I thought having a nice house was status quo, having a good car, having fine clothes was a status symbol until I found out something. None of that matters. You can be the richest man in the world and bust hell wide open because you can't buy your way into heaven. The price was paid with his son. Can't pay for something that's already paid for, right? It's already paid for. All you got to do is accept it and believe it. I want everybody in the room think about that for a minute while we listen to some soft gospel music playing in the background. I want you to listen to what the Holy Spirit's talking to you about this morning. Is he telling you it's time to straighten your act up? Is he telling you if you're a Christian, start doing the right thing and quit living the way you're not supposed to? Or is he telling you it's time for you to become that Christian? 
you need to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Pick up that gift that he gave you and unwrap it and find out what it's all about. God come into your life this morning. Let the Holy Spirit dwell with you wherever you are across this world. If you're on the radio, the internet, or right here in this room, let Jesus deal with you the way he needs to. Let the Holy Spirit lead you into what you need to do. Go out of there today. When this service ends, don't let the message end. Let the truth of God radiate throughout your life, throughout the week. Let the meaning of Christmas go on all the way to next December. Just continue to love God with all your mind, body, and soul. And love your neighbors as you love yourself. For Jesus himself said, if you can do these two things, you have completed all of my requirements. Love yourself the way you love God. And love your neighbors the way you love you. God be with you. Peace and blessings upon your families. Blessings upon your finances. Blessings upon your health. Blessings upon your family lives. That the families will become united and grow in strength. Watch over each other. Lift each other up in prayer. Remember the ones that are sick today that aren't here. Pray for their healing. And pray to be reunited with each one of them. That we can all come together again in the house of God and sing praise and lift up our Lord and Savior. And I ask you today, go in peace. Go with the love of God. And return back here whenever you can. The doors open tonight at 7. There will be somebody here to preach, I promise you. If there's nobody here to listen, me and Annie and the tape will 
run and we'll preach to the world. But there's going to be somebody in this house that needs to hear the word of God. And there'll be somebody to bring it to you. God bless you and keep you. Amen. Y'all have a great day. Come back and see us. Love you. Thank you for joining us today. If you have prayer requests or need to contact us, please email us at bikerchurchwileytexas at gmail.com or call 214-283-0620. Please send all written correspondence to 303 Highway 78, Suite 103, Wiley, Texas 75098. And if you wish to make a donation, please make all checks payable to PSMM. God bless you and have a great day.